This is Who Kicked the Corner Flag, an English soccer game show podcast. It's with Kevin De Bruyne who sets up a shot and scores. And now it's with Harry Kane and it's another chance to make it three and he doesn't miss this time. That's Coutinho for Salah. Oh, that's brilliant. Mo Salah's header from Coutinho's excellent cross. And here's your host, James Rose. Welcome to the 18th episode of the second season. Hope you're having a good week. Here with us today is the chairman of the Casey Spurs, the man who still can't get over Kane's adoration for Tom Brady and the Patriots, and who can whistle perfectly in G minor. Is that a chord? Who knows? It's Jared Bustamente. How are you, bud? Uh, you know, uh, the combination of a Chiefs loss and a Harry Kane championing a Patriots win, uh, it's been a rough week, my friend, let me tell you. <laughs> nice little crossover there. Uh, and returning to the pod this week is the chairman of the Casey Gunners, the man who was delighted at seeing Giroud back at the Emirates, if only for one game, and who thinks Tony Poulis should be the new manager of Huddersfield, Travesty. It's Boyce Richardson. How are you, bud? Unlike Unai Emery, I don't think Bob Sutton knows that you should man Mark Jorginho when you're playing Chelsea. <laughs> oh, Bob Sutton, good times. Uh, farewell, sir, to you. Uh, now, before we get started, um, we would like to take a brief moment to send our collective thoughts uh, to the family and friends of Emiliano Sala, Cardiff City's new £50 million signing. Uh, it was reported today that Sala was on an aircraft en route to Cardiff uh, when it went off radar and missing. Uh, currently, the search is ongoing for Sala and the other passenger on board, but it appears there is currently no trace of either person. It's very sad news. So we send our best wishes to them and Cardiff City, uh, who are still trying to process these events during this time. Um, guys, any anything to add to that? You know, I think you said it really well. It's just one of those crazy circumstances where, as a supporter, you know, you, you get so invested in this, and you see a new player that you're transferring in, and all the excitement that comes with that, only to have it ripped away by just this incredible tragedy. Yeah. That I, I just keep hoping that they find him. I know the odds are low, but I keep yeah. hoping that they find him. Agreed. Jared, Jared, any thoughts? Uh, I, you know, just, just kind of harkens back, you know, a couple of years ago, Tropical Wednesday, uh, you know, going down and, and all that. And just, it just reminds us that we're all, you know, regardless of who we support, we're all, we're all mm-hmm. football fans and, uh, uh, it's a beautiful game, and you and you hope all the best, but you also hope all the best for his family. Indeed. Here, here. Well said. Uh, well, let's go ahead and jump in, guys. Uh, so we're going to go back to our modified version of top three, uh, where you guys are going to try and figure out the top three talking points from a list of popular options. So three points for guessing number one, two points for number two, and so on. Uh, so, guys, the three topics from the weekend are the Gunners take aim at the Blues, the Foxes get howled by the Wolves, and the Reds peck at the Eagles. Uh, so those are the three. And Boyce, you're up first. So which of those three was the most talked about? If you don't think I want to talk about Arsenal versus Chelsea, you don't <laughs> know me very well. I was going to say, it's, it's uh, probably a popular choice from Boyce. Uh, it won't only get you those two points, though, this week. Uh, so unlucky there, but still two points. He doesn't care. I don't even care. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Arsenal edged their London rivals Chelsea in this classic encounter. The final score was 2-0. Uh, to the Gunners, this was a perfect response to their away loss at West Ham the weekend before. Uh, this is the first time Arsenal have won consecutive home fixtures against the Blues 
Blues since February 2004, so there's something to cherish. Uh, now for Chelsea, they've only won one of their last seven away London derbies in the EPL, uh, last beating Crystal Palace in December, so they've got, a, they've got something to fix there. But boys, question for you about Arsenal. How can they mirror more of performances like this? They had something very similar, aggressive style against Spurs in the North London derby. We kind of saw it again here against Chelsea. What do they need to do to keep this uh, winning mentality, so to speak? So I think one of the main problems for Arsenal this campaign has been the fact that they have been better other than that 5-1 mauling at Liverpool against teams that are willing to play a little bit more open football. And I think part of that has been because Unai Emery has been generally unwilling to play attack-minded lineups against those teams. You think about the fact that I know that there's ongoing drama with Ozil and there's ongoing transfer-related issues with Ramsey, but... There's not a lot of creativity in a midfield that includes Guendouzi, Xhaka, and Torreira. And when we play some of those lower table teams, the mid-table teams that decide to go for a little bit more of a defensive setup, we're left in the rough because he goes with wide players like Awobi or Mkhitaryan, but there's no creativity in that midfield. There's nobody to be able to be incisive that can get them the ball. And I think what you saw was... Ramsey's inclusion in the lineup on Saturday did a lot for Arsenal, Mm -hmm. not only offensively, but defensively, as I referenced a little bit earlier, he man marked Jorginho out of the the match. And I think one of the things that you notice is the fact that Sarri's system is just not built for that. He is, I, I don't understand why everybody hasn't done it throughout the entirety of the season, but once you take Jorginho out, he's put Conte out of position and pushed him into a situation that he's not comfortable in. And I think Arsenal took advantage of that. Now, as far as the second half is concerned, I, I, it was a little bit of a mixed bag, and I don't feel too bad for Arsenal seeding a lot of the possession. I, I think Emery had something strategic in mind when he brought on Awobi and Maitland-Niles that was immediately devastated by the season-long loss of one of my favorite players on the team, Hector Bellerin, who I think mm-hmm. beyond being a, a, a very entertaining and excellent right back is just a, a really great character in the premier league. And it was, it was honestly devastating to see. He's always been one of my favorite arsenal players in recent memory. And to see him go down like that under no contact, you just knew. Yeah. And, uh, arsenal kind of fought out the rest of the match. Got a little bit worried when you see Giroud come on and they, they move Hazard out of the false nine role and, and have a little bit more of a, a central striking, position going on but they never really did anything they might have had 70 percent possession in the second half and they just did nothing and you know despite a few decent opportunities credit where credit's due the arsenal defense was actually halfway decent i think laurent koscielny played up to his old levels and i you know odds are probably not going to see that every match for the rest of the season but in rob holding his absence it is comfortable to, comforting to see that the koscielny papastatopoulos center back pairing is something that that could possibly work. Mm. They're just going to need a rest in between. Mm. Jared, let's uh, swing it to Chelsea here. Uh, Perhaps a shock loss for them, or do we see somewhat of a crisis developing there? Well, I, as I'll give credit or credit. So I think Kepa uh, actually kind of kept them in this match a little, a little closer than it could have been. I mean, you had an Arsenal squad that, that came out. uh, You nailed it in the intro. I mean, this was the perfect response to that loss. It was him. And I'm hoping this is an indication of a faltering Chelsea side, selfishly, uh, as we face a midweek in the Carabao Cup uh, with a severely depleted Spurs squad. But 
if you read Sari's comments after this match, I mean, it is damning. I mean, you're talking about, you know, this is a, uh, I think his words were, this is a group of players that is particularly hard to motivate. You, you have all the rumors about Eden Hazard, you know, kind of going over to Real in conjunction with, God, I hope it's not true, but with Christian Eriksen. Uh, you wonder if there are just some players here that have checked out for one reason or another. I mean, it's very confusing to me. Mm. Uh, you could argue that this is why, you know, Conte left. You know, is this just a locker room that no one can get a grasp of? Sure. Uh, you know, it, it it's really funny. Uh, you talk about Manchester United wanting Mauricio. I'm thinking, well, why isn't Chelsea? I'm Trust me, I don't want anybody to take him, but <laughs> if there's if somebody good, I mean, it's like change your focus. Because uh, yeah. uh, if you can't. If you can't motivate, you know, these players, you have world-class talent. You know, we say this about, you know, the top six all the time. This world-class talent, uh, and uh, Eden Hazard I'm, is understandably just tired of carrying this team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, like I said, I, I hope, selfishly, that it's faltering. But, um, you know, Arsenal actually did us a solid here. And uh, I wonder if Chelsea's top four hopes are in jeopardy here. Mm-hmm. Right, Jared, over to you. We have... First and third still to get. We still have the Foxes get howled by the Wolves and the Reds peck at the Eagles. So which one would you like to talk about? Uh, Let's go with uh, Liverpool's uh, a little bit of a scare, uh, home to Palace, Mm -hmm. overcoming Mm -hmm. a red card and winning. Overcoming it. Yes, they did. That is only, Sally, the one point, though, from the list. What? Uh, Crazy. Crazy but true. God, I'm screwed. (laughs) Too late. It's locked in. Uh, Liverpool come away with an eventual win from Crystal Palace. 4-3, thanks to goals from uh, Mane, Salah, Milner and Roberto Firmino. Uh, the Reds now find themselves seven points clear at the top uh, with a 41 goal difference. Uh, Crystal Palace are the first team to score more than once at Anfield since uh, February of, uh, of last year. So hey, that's uh, progress maybe. I don't know. Um, are we still looking at a two-horse race here, Jared, between Liverpool and City, or are we feeling a little more confident that Liverpool are actually going to go ahead and take this now? I I don't think you can ever count City out. I mean, just mm-hmm. they're they're capable of taking the points. I mean, their fall through between Thanksgiving and Christmas is always going to be what they're going to harken back to as they're kissing the league goodbye if they don't win it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at the very least it is a two-horse race uh, with um, still weaving my spurs narrative into here uh with their <laughs> with those injuries I, I i just don't see spurs are not going to challenge uh and it's really going to be up to city taking all the points they can and then i mean faltering like like this i mean these are these are matches that champions win right i mean mm-hmm. you have a very solid crystal palace team uh that showed up it was very excited screaming at my television after that andrews townsend goal and palace scoring against the run of play and they got i think it was their second shot on goal or second shot period uh, on a beautiful break and then put it away. And you thought, this is how it's going to happen. And the champions responded uh, or future champions likely uh, responded in kind. I don't think the most Salah simulation exercise is just needed. Like just like, can we be done? I mean, we talk about this all the time. I, the cards must come. It is, it's getting ridiculous. And I say this, as a huge fan of Deli Ali, but you know what? He's gotten the simulation cards and he 100% deserves it. So it needs to stop because now it is, it's not even opportunistic. I'm almost 
embarrassed for him that it's so blatant and mm. obvious. It's like having an employee come in and tell me that he simply overslept. Like you don't respect this job enough to make something up to lie to me. So I'm more <laughs> insulted. Like this is the problem. He needs to be done. <laughs> uh, boys, uh, do games like this show that Liverpool are perhaps still a little bit vulnerable to these kind of mid-table, lower-table teams? I mean, I think so. To your earlier point, Liverpool are only up over City by four, and they're down four in oh, goal that's differential. Yeah, you're right. After, yep. after, after City's victory. You're but right. the thing yes, is yep. that this Liverpool team still hasn't won anything. They've accomplished a fair bit. They made it to the UCL final last year. You know, they've, to the credit of the Tottenham Hotspur, put pressure on in past years. But Klopp hasn't finished, I believe, above fourth. Mm. So... There's still a lot of the campaign left. There's 15 matches to go. Uh, Liverpool still have a host of very good teams to play. City has everybody back. Uh, there's a lot to be. There's a lot to be made out there. I, I just think this Liverpool team has always had some weaknesses, at least in prior seasons. I, I think the concerning part is the fact that they had not conceded more than a goal until they played Manchester City. Now they've conceded three goals against Crystal Palace. And the only reason that the scoreline ended up in the way that it did, as I believe it was 3-2 Liverpool after they got that red card and Crystal Palace were drastically pressing for an equalizer. And then you had a couple goals in the final five minutes. But Liverpool looked a little bit all over the place in that match. And it might just be nerves. But again, they're going to get to a situation like the one before where the slip occurred and the question is, do they have the perseverance to be able to overcome it? And as it stands right now, you just had Buvach leave after a dispute with Klopp. So you've got some coaching turnover happening at the end of January. You have a close result against Crystal Palace at Anfield. And, you know, other than Arsenal and City, they still have the rest of the top four to play. It, Points will be dropped one way or the other. It's only four. That's two draws. Manchester City has the superior goal differential, and they look to be on fire. They absolutely crushed whoever they played on Monday. Mm. I, I think this title race is far, far from over, and I think that's what we had said all the time, was that if City managed to beat Liverpool at the Etihad, it's still on. And I, I think I'm going to pull up Liverpool's schedule here and see who they play next, just to see. <laughs> looks like they have Le they have Leicester at home. And then West Ham away, that's a dangerous game. You got Bournemouth, Munich, United away, Liver or Watford at home, Everton away, which is always dangerous for them. There are a bunch of dangerous matches that they could drop points in. And the same obviously applies to City, but th this whole endeavor is far from over. Right, boys, we're over to you now to start the topic uh, for the last one, which is, of course, the Foxes get howled by the Wolves. We'll get you those bonus three points just out of nothing. Look at that. Um, Diego Jota has had a hand in six goals in his past five Premier League apps for the Wolves. Uh, for Leicester, they've now lost five of their past eight league <coughs> matches after going six games without defeat before that. So a little bit of a slip there for those Foxes. How did, uh, how did this become such a tasty fixture, boys? Well, I think if you look at Leicester's defense over the last few matches, you kind of knew that they were at least susceptible to attacking prowess, and Wolves have been really rounding back into form. It was one of those situations where we were talking about at the beginning of the campaign where they won, I think, five or six. They, they looked to be in great form, and then they went through the doldrums for an extended period of time, and now they appear to be 
back headed in the right trajectory. And, you know, it's a situation where that team's really good. So good that when their manager celebrates, he, unlike somebody who manages Liverpool, gets a fine from the FA. Strange how that works. Mm. Uh, But I think Liverpool, you know, the Wolves are now at 33, sorry, 32 points. They're in eighth position in the table. They're secure from the drop. They're playing fluid football. They're not really going to accomplish anything above and beyond that because at 32, they're still 12 behind Manchester United. So any aspirations really to the Europa League are done. But thanks to knocking Liverpool out of the FA Cup, they still have that to play for. They still can play for a a top 10 position in the league. They've got a lot of talent there. I I think what you're going to see, and it's really interesting that we're talking about them in contrast to Leicester City, is the fact that I think... Wolves are in for a Leicester similar result where you've got Manchester United, you have other teams who are sort of hovering around like vultures waiting to take some of the players from that team. I don't think it's going to happen this winter, but it certainly looks set to happen this Mm -hmm. summer. And the question is whether or not Wolverhampton is able to reinvest in its squad at the same level that they were in this offseason to put a team together that can then compete to be in the top 10. But at least for right now, 23 matches into the season, eighth place. It's really hard to complain if you're a Wolverhampton fan. Mm -hmm, Absolutely, especially coming immediately from the division below and ending up in eighth. I mean, that's good news all around. Um, Jared, uh, on Wolves on this one, um, do you think they can push for a top six based on future fixtures coming up and experiences from their previous performances? I mean, I think they're figuring it out. Uh, yeah. You know, I think the win to Tottenham, uh, I think that's really going to uh, kind of galvanize them. You know, not to, you know, not to say, I, I think it was a, still was a match that sh- we should have won, mm-hmm. but um, you got to hand it to them. Um, you know, uh, to echo Boyce's point, I find it curious that, uh, you know, one manager can act one way, another manager acts the same way, but, uh, you know, send off and finds. But um, I leave that to the FA. Uh, but <laughs> Coming up, you know, they actually have a pretty favorable schedule. You know, they've got, uh, you know, Almighty Shrewsbury, not to insult those Shrewsbury listeners who are tuning in uh, week in, week out. I apologize to the both of you. Um, and uh, Is there I, is their mascot the Sneetches? That... <laughs> I don't know, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's definitely not. <laughs> and they go, those sisters. <laughs> and, and now we're down, you know. Uh, but... You're looking at West Ham, Everton, Newcastle, Bournemouth, Huddersfield, Cardiff. Uh, so Wolves actually don't play a top six team until the March 9th. So I think this is a uh, this is a run where they are certainly capable of snatching those points. Mm-hmm. But as a Spurs supporter, I will tell you that, you know, to sleep on Newcastle is to wish death. So I, <laughs> you know, we'll see if they can do it. Uh, you know, they've gotten some really fantastic goalkeeping out of Rui Patricio. Um, and as uh, if Jota and uh, Raul can keep putting the ball back in the net, uh, this is a Wolves team that I think might come the way of Bournemouth. I think they're going to be here for a while, so long as they can keep those players from being poached. And, uh, you know, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, right, it's time to welcome back the return of our midpoint favourite, which is, of course, Rumour Mill. Uh, so to clarify, each player is going to get a quote or a line from a newspaper or online resource from the last few days. All they've got to do is tell me if the words I read out were in fact printed or just something I made up. So it's basically true or false. Uh, two points for a correct guess. Jared, you're up first with this one. 
Chelsea are prepared to offer English winger Callum Hudson-Odoi a new deal worth 50000 a week in a bid to hold off tempting offers from Bayern Munich. True or false? Uh, false. Don't they want to get rid of him? I don't know. False. It's true, apparently, according really? to the Daily Mail. They're getting ready to give him more money. I don't know why. I, th- I, I, I agree with you. I think it's interesting. I thought I heard the opposite. But uh, if the Daily Mail writes it, then it has to be true, right? Maybe? Maybe not. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's ever been true, but sure. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever they say. Yeah. Uh, boys, this next one's for you. Uh, Arsenal are looking to sign 24-year-old Argentine midfielder Leonardo Paredes on a thirty-one million pound deal. True or false? I would like to think that I am well versed in the Arsenal transfer rumors, and I've not heard this, so I'm going to go with false, but probably be wrong. It is false. You are correct with that uh, with that decision. Nice work on that. Let get you those two points. Uh, it's actually Chelsea who are looking to uh, get this twenty-four-year-old Argentine. I haven't heard of him as a player. Maybe he's good. He clearly is for thirty-one million. Um, is that the answer for Chelsea? Let's let's hope so, because um, they they need something, and it's not Higuain. Uh, Jared, no, you don't. This... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jared, this next one's for you. Spurs midfielder Deli Ali arrived late for training on Tuesday morning last week, blaming Fortnite for his tardiness. <laughs> True or false? Oh my god! <laughs> sure. Are you saying? Are you saying true? I'm saying true. It's false. <laughs> I just made Damn it up. Me. What are you doing? Voice would have said true. I mean that it. You know, it's funny because I saw a whole bunch of social media uh, things with him playing that game like crazy. I thought, you know, I'm going to try this one and see if they uh, if they believe it. And you did. He's so <laughs> he's 20 years old. Like that's completely reasonable. Like, like, <laughs> strike that. It's not reasonable. It's expected. It's expected, <laughs> right? At this point, that... he's got plenty of time to play Fortnite now. God bless yeah. him. Yeah, he does. True, true, true. Uh, boys, this last one's for you. Uh, Leicester forward Jamie Vardy dressed as Spider Man during the Foxes training last week in a bid to boost team morale. True or false? I have no idea if it was to. Boost team morale, but I have seen that video, so true. You saw it. Yes, it is true. That will get you those two points. Uh, the Mirror and other news outlets uh, posted the uh, videos and pictures and all that. And, uh, yeah, why he did it, again, um, let's hope it's to boost team morale because they're going to need it. <laughs> Guys, let's move on to our last game, which is, of course, our classic closer, Player Profile. So, as usual, I'll provide five different clues to a different Premier League player. Each clue easier than the last. First person to shout their name and quickly guess said player will win those two points. But you only get one guess, as an incorrect shot will freeze you out. Uh, This week, your clue to these players is transferred. Transferred. Now, this translates to players who transferred directly from one EPL club to the other. So, literally, a direct transfer. So, not going via Bayern Munich or Dortmund or whoever. It's literally from one to the other, straight up. Um, Sol Campbell. Uh, why didn't I think of that? That would have been a great one. Um, <laughs> not to stoke any fires or anything. That would have been good. But anyway. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, guys, you ready for this? Let's do it. Let's sure. Do it. All right. Player number one is an Englishman. A midfielder was a surprising omission from the latest World Cup squad. Boyce. Yes, Boyce. 
I screwed that up. I was going to go with Leroy Sané, but I'm going to give this one to Jared. <laughs> it's not Leroy Sané, unfortunately, no. Uh, so, Jared, these last clues are for you. Used to play for Arsenal, now plays for West Ham. This is where Boyce is like, God damn it. <laughs> Jared, we know it. Now plays for West Ham. Uh, he, I'll throw you a bonus one. He hates Tottenham what? with passion. Uh, wow, I'm blanking on this. Uh oh, I'll give you three more seconds. Three, two, one, and I'm afraid time is up, Jared. The answer. <laughs> Go ahead, boys. No what is it? Is Jack Wilshire? That is correct. Keep, it, oh fuck, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, there goes our rating on iTunes this week. Well. Uh, All right. Yeah, a lot of people screaming at us on the train. Great. <laughs> very forgettable player, right, Jared? Uh, anyway. I, uh, he, I forgot he actually <laughs> <laughs> oh, Who cares? He's made of glass. He's made matter. of glass, yeah. Maybe I should have put in wheelchair as a clue. But anyway, um, player number two is a striker. Currently on loan at Rangers in the Scottish. Boys. Yes, boys. I don't know why I keep doing that. Charlie Adams. <laughs> He's having fun. Uh, it is not Charlie Adams, unfortunately, no, and that does <laughs> freeze you out. Uh, Jared, these last clues are for you. Has played for three different current Premier League teams. He spent 11 total years at Spurs and on loan at one point from Bournemouth. I will be uh, shocked to the core if you don't get this one. <laughs> Even Jermaine I know Defoe. this. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Jermaine Defoe. Yeah, that's it. It's absolutely correct. Woo! Sigh of relief. And uh, that'll get you those uh, those two points. Nice work, Jared. Um, player number three measures six feet four inches tall. He's a giant. Uh, a Belgian international. Used to play for... Voice. Yes, voice. Oh, no. He's done it again. Uh, Are you just doing this I... purposefully <laughs> I mean, wow. my, lead, my lead is dramatic, but I think it's Lukaku. It is not Lukaku. Good There's try, no way man. Lukaku is 6'4". <laughs> Could be close. We'll have to look that up. That uh, would be terrifying. That He's would... already terrifying. This... <laughs> <laughs> um, this, uh, Joe, these last clues are for you. Currently plays for Manchester United. Uh, used to have a gigantic afro. Marouan Fellaini. Marouan. Yes, Marouan Fellaini. That is correct. And it'll get you those two points. Nice work on that. Uh, player number four is another Englishman. He once played for Liverpool. Voice. Yes, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Raheem Sterling. Oh, he got one. Nice. Yes. <laughs> he actually got it. Uh, that is correct. It is Raheem Sterling. Uh, the other clues were featured heavily in the World Cup. Uh, now plays for Manchester City. And recently videoed his one-year-old striking a soccer ball with perfect form. Would you agree? I think it was. Uh, I was he's better, a, better he's form a than father? me. Father? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, that's terrifying. His son's name is Tiago. Tiago Sterling. There it is. He's going to okay, be great. Just kidding. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, this last player of the game is an attacking midfielder. Once played for Swansea City. Boys. Yes, boys. <laughs> I'd be impressed. Guilty Sigurdsson. He did get it. Wow, look at that. <laughs> Two clue wonder. I love it. Yes, that is correct. Oh, get boy. You this was a butt whooping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> these last clues on this one. You also used to play for Spurs. 
uh, is an Icelandic international and currently plays for Everton. Gilfie Sigurdsson is the guy. And that is the game, folks, and the final scores. Jared, you have come away with seven points. Boyce was sadly correct. Uh, he got a bit of a score on you. He came away with 13. Uh, so nice work, Boyce. How do you feel? What the fork, Fulham? What the fork? <laughs> what the fork? What the spoon? Uh, Jared, commis- <laughs> commiserations, bud. How are you feeling? Oh, you know, just uh, day in the life. You know, if, 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 if any listeners are, you know, cogent strikers or anything like that, make your way to North London. <laughs> Give us a shot. Come on now. Daily Alley out. Harry Kane out. Sun still playing the Asian games. Uh, I've never rooted so hard for Bahrain soccer than I did <laughs> two days ago. Um, it was Does, weird. Do, do you think Andy Carroll listens to the podcast? Let's hope, because uh, we he don't want him. He doesn't have anything going on. Of course he does, guys. <laughs> he, play, he plays along hoping that he's one of the player profile clues, so he can just smile and glee with delight. Um, but Andy, he's... I'm speaking to you right now. This is your buddy, Jared. I'm telling you right now. Stop. Hang it up. <laughs> Just stop. Oh, God. He's going to keep pestering us until he gets to wear that Spurs shirt. Um, guys, who have we got FA Cup rise? Who have Arsenal got uh, this weekend for the FA Cup? We have Manchester United on Friday at uh, the lovely American time of 1.55 p.m. at the Emirates. American time. I like that. And I completely forgot that's a huge matchup. Do you think Arsenal going to win it? I do not, but I also don't really care this season. We have a bunch of injuries, and the Europa League and the league are much more concerning. So while I never want to lose to Manchester United, much like I never want to lose to Tottenham, I will not be sad if it happens. Intriguing. Intriguing indeed. We shall see. Uh, Jared, tell us who Spurs have. Uh, well, we have, uh, we're away at Palace uh, on Sunday, and uh, that's only after we have the uh, League Cup semifinal uh, at Chelsea on Thursday. That's right. So two cups are literally seeing, on seeing the line. An, oh, goodness. <laughs> seeing an, an inspired performance from Palace is absolutely terrifying. Uh, being at Chelsea, you're going to see a lot of uh, Spurs Academy youngsters featuring and... Not that I don't have faith. It's just that I don't have faith. <laughs> Being brutally honest. Uh, guess we'll see how our teams fare, guys. But it's uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, interesting one indeed. Uh, but that is all we have time for today. Uh, so big thanks, as always, to my guests, Jared Bustamante and Boyce Richardson. Uh, as always, don't forget to check out our Twitter page, at Kick Corner Flag, as well as our Facebook page and our website, kickflag.com. Uh, final words, Jared. Until next, next week, my friend. Until next week. And Boyce. Up the arse. Oh, love it. Up the arse. Three letters. Or three words. Excuse me. Three words. Uh, thanks again for listening and until next week.